Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 30th of June, 2016, last day of June. Summer's almost over, kids. Get out and enjoy it while you can. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, I'm back in Toronto. We uh, Listeners might know that last week I actually did the show from Dave's office in Victoria, B.C. It was a huge amount of fun. Uh, Dave, thank you so much to, uh, to, to you and Mary for your hospitality. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you. A, a unique, and, and for any of our listeners who've ever done a podcast, a little weird to try and do them in the same sort of area. <laughs> as your co-host where you're hearing sort of a, a weird sort of echo right because you're i'm hearing you in real time and uh, over the radio so a little little bit odd um but i mean all in all brilliant show larry awesome great tips there um and of course jim uh, an absolute pleasure to have uh, had a chance to run into you and uh, see some deer with your lovely significant other who i guess had never seen deer before and we've got them in our city Indeed, uh, my 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 girlfriend Shoshana is a city girl. She's uh she lives in the city, and so uh we're over visiting uh, uh David at, at Beanstalk, and it happens that that their office is right beside a uh, a cemetery, and that cemetery happens to be full of deer. So uh, yeah, my girlfriend had a wilderness experience for the very first time, and it was a great, a quasi wilderness experience for the very first time, and it was a wonderful to share that with you. <laughs> And wonderful with you as well. She didn't get to see the mountains that day, but uh, I guess she did uh, a couple days later. Absolute pleasure to meet her as well. Um, you know, as uh, as you know, and have uh, have some brunch. But we've got news. We've got news, and now you're back in Toronto. I'm still stuck here in in Lotus Land. It's horrible. Um, things are going on around us, and uh, I guess we should probably dive right in. Okay, but before we dive in, we don't have a guest this week, friends. It's a long weekend in both countries, uh, starting tomorrow in Canada and extending to Monday in the United States. So you know, it's pretty hard to find people to come <laughs> sit down on the radio when they're doing their best to get out of Dodge as fast as they can. Um, but we do have a great show. There's been uh, uh, one of those, you know, some weeks in the summertime, absolutely nothing happens in the tech world. And then there's some weeks where a gajillion things happen all at the same time. And Last week uh, happens to have been one of those weeks. <laughs> and thank goodness, because we don't have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't we start at the very, very top, and there's a large amount of chatter going about a potential Google update that has happened um, over the last week. Um, over at Webmaster World, Barry Schwartz is reporting that there's... Um, 10% or so uh, changes in uh, Google Serps, especially seen in the UK. David, what do you think? Is there is there an update on the way or what? You know what? I, I think there is. Like, if you go over one of my favorite um, tools, the SERP watch, like SERP.watch. Um, anyway, they're reporting, and, and, and what they're seeing, especially in the United States right now over the last week, is really interesting to me. And as a telltale sign, something's coming up. Um, where you see the, the general ebb and flow, they color code. Green means virtually nothing's going on. Red means a lot going is going on. And like a yellowish hue, it means, you know, kind of it's the, the normal flocks of, of things. 
well, for, for months, it's been main little bit of green, little bit of red, mainly this sort of yellow, which is, is pretty atypical for, for what you would see there. Anybody can go over, just go to surf.watch and, and you can see what I'm talking about. But all of a sudden, the last week is virtually green with two great big red spikes. <laughs> so really almost nothing was happening for a few days, except for two days when massive change was taking place. Um, and that definitely to me is a sign that something something's happening either they're testing something new they might just be rolling out something else who knows maybe rank brain you know uh, applying to a to a larger scope of uh of queries is is you know having its impact here um but something's definitely going on okay well the, the uh There was a report in front of the platypus. Uh, Gary Ease from Google has suggested a new update that I guess he's named platypus to go along with the named animal uh, beam or, or genre of, of, of updates. Problem is, we don't really have much indication of what platypus is, what it might affect, and uh, why they named it platypus. <laughs> that's a good question maybe uh, they seem less violent than a bear <laughs> maybe seem less chilly than a penguin um but they needed one to start with p it's gonna be interesting i think we're actually in for quite a, an interesting weekend um coming up ahead and i mean you called it makes perfect sense um not only does canada and the u.s both have hot and this happens you know well i guess once every sort of seven years on average but where we're actually sort of bookending a weekend with our with our major holidays and a lot of people are taking the other one off right sort of extending it into a four-day weekend um and, and taking additional days off to me that's really a perfect time to roll out um some updates um especially if it's not impacting local which i i wouldn't roll something out in, in local right now if i was google but um, you know, if you're going to roll out some updates, this is a good weekend to do it. Uh, yeah, it was a great weekend when all the SEOs just want to get away from the desk. <laughs> hang out, relax. Yeah, I remember back in the old Google Dance days, and for our listeners who, who don't know, it was like once every four to six weeks, the Google update would happen and then you were kind of stuck with it for another four to six weeks and they had a nasty habit of throwing them at us on friday evenings <laughs> just, this, just like clockwork it's like oh you just hate us that's okay oh. um <laughs> last week last week i tried to get away for a kind of sort of as much as possible vacation and of course i spent you know easily half my free time working because stuff happens no yeah you know, uh, we have these great careers that allow us a great a uh, huge amount of latitude and freedom except when you actually want it <laughs> <laughs> valid point and very true i think everybody in the uh, listening audience right now can sympathize okay so there was also another rumor going around but uh, by the way as soon as we figure out exactly what platypus is and what it does and uh, you know listeners uh might note that a platypus is a very unlikely beast you know Bill of a duck, shape of a shape of a uh, otter, um, amphibious kind of creature. So, if uh, Gary Eyes is using the term platypus, you know, extrapolate. There's a reason he chose that particular animal besides the, besides the fact that it starts with P. So, 
there was a rumor going around that Google had closed Keyword Planner to, to anybody without a uh, an AdWords account. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, it didn't actually happen that way. You don't need to have an AdWords account to use Keyword Planner, but you'll ha- but you'll have a lot more information from Keyword Planner if you do have an AdWords account. So Google hasn't entirely taketh away. It's just sort of kind of sort of taking away and saying, hey, why don't you open an AdWords account? Right. Hey, you know what? I can't blame them. Like, and I, I, I'm sure you can't either. Let, like, remembering, of course, this is a free tool. This is something they are offering. However, they're offering it through their AdWords program for their AdWords advertisers. I don't have a habit myself of building out tools just for people to use for free with, with no expectation of anything coming back, right? Like, I mean, yes, SEOs will build tools, but it's for links, it's for rankings, it's for a variety of other things. It's not, hey, out of the goodness of my heart, no, you don't need to be using our services that actually generate money. We're just happy to do this for you so you can game our system. Um, I, can't, I can't even really blame Google when at first we all thought they were moving that direction where you needed to have a functioning active AdWords account um to to you know get this keyword data i didn't actually have a big problem with it of course now i've i've got you know i manage many of them so it really didn't affect me at all um but even if it did it'd be like you know what there you are like they're a company i don't know so much about this uh, i think i disagree with you on this in that organic search is the great loss leader for google it's what brings people into the shop so that they can display ads and, you know, get a uh, certain amount per click every time somebody clicks on an ad that's relevant to them. Mm-hmm. Organic search is the reason they went to Google. They didn't go to Google so they could click on an ad word, although the ad word itself may be more compelling than the organic search results. Right. Organic search is why the search user was thinking of using whatever keyword query they entered. And the SEO community, just pure SEO, you know, not, 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 not talking about paid search. The SEO community is the group of folks who, you know, popularized and often explain Google to the, uh, to the general public. Um, in this case, I, I think I have to disagree in that I'm not saying Google owes us as SEOs, but they've been pulling information back from organic, from organic marketers, um, you know, regularly since like for about three, four years now. And without a data-rich environment, it's very difficult to uh, make decisions that benefit a client. And also in the long run, if you're, if you're, if you're doing it right, if you're benefiting your client, you're, you're in a way benefiting Google because you're doing it right. right. So I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I disagree with it. I, I think Google, which is making incidentally like more money than almost any other company on earth, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it hurts them for, you know, a little bit of, uh, uh, research. Now, if people are thieving in and stealing that on an API, I can see closing that off. Right. You know, I understand that they're, they're not in the business of making other people's tools work with an opportunity, <laughs> True. but you know, providing, providing the people who are working within their organic search, which is the greatest lost leader in human history. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's you know, fair. Just fair. <laughs> now, of all the people, one that I think I feel the most sorry for out of this rumor that popped up, 
uh, was back on uh, just about a, two months ago now, uh, Moz launched Keyword Explorer. It does connect through the API, but I'm sure they got all that squared away with payments and stuff like that. They launched Keyword Explorer. It is arguably one of my favorite keyword tools at, at this point, um, you know, a, a, among many other decent ones. But I was like, oh, when all of a sudden you were going to have to have active keyword accounts, all I could think of is Rand sitting back going, such good timing. <laughs> because you got 10 free with an account you can get 10 free queries and i'm like he had to just be on cloud nine going i could not have timed this any better and then all of a sudden google coming back and going oh no wait <laughs> we're, we're good we're good uh, you can you can have your data back for free and it's like oh, okay <laughs> poor rant yep rant's a smart guy trust me he'll be okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's not. He's crying all the way to the bank. Um, I got. I got another one. This just popped up. Breaking news. Breaking Google news. This comes uh, actually from uh, from Jeremy Al Knopf. He's a SEO in uh, Central in Citrus, Citrus Park, Florida. You know, you know Jeremy, eh? I do. Yeah, interesting guy. Well, did you did you see? He just put this on his feed now. Google. If you type in, say, a, uh, he, he used the example Florida Beach. I guess you know, he, he's in Florida. Google is now giving tourism destination information. So you type in, uh, his example was Florida Beach. And up on the screenshot he, 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 he's showing, above the search results, there's uh, an image and a quick little uh, Write-up on Miami Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Siesta Key, Destin, Clearwater, Naples, Hollywood, Miami, Key West, Sarasota, Marco Island, and Venice. Google's diving further into the tourism industry. I can't remember why I thought I saw something that looked kind of like this, but I've never seen this specifically. And you're right. There it is. Like, I, I ran the query. That's new. What do you make of that, eh? Um, yeah, for our listener, it, like it's it's where I'm, you know, up in Canada, and I just did this query. It's working working just fine. So yeah, just Google Florida Beach, and you'll see what we're talking about. Um, yeah, that's is that an interesting way to go about, um, you know, sort of tweaking things. Um, so, and I'm just gonna click through here. Um, but we're basically like you've got your AdWords. That's kind of jamming stuff a little further down the page. But hey, you still have these pesky organic results you know, sneaking in down there at the footer. Well, hey, if you just jam all of these other alternate searches up at the top, now all of a sudden, like I, I click through to Key West and now the query's changed to Key West, Florida Beach. All I'm seeing is the, the same 12, um, so, well, different 12, but the, you know, sort of the same page, 12 suggestions. I've got my knowledge graph on the right-hand side and a bunch of paid ads, and that's all I'm seeing. Um, so I, I think you, you got to know somewhere in there. It's yeah, it's, it might kind of be helpful to a user, um, but it's it's certainly going to be helpful to the paid advertisers because that's the only thing I can see on the page. You know, I've, I I I I I, I got to say, eventually Google, when you when you knock all your um, you know key advertisers out of business, you're not going to have key advertisers anymore. Like just basic economics here, uh, folks. Like, don't kill all the businesses who might give you money. <laughs> now, something that's interesting, and speaking of businesses, and 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 you know, people in this case, 
kicking Google in the butt here. Um, I don't know if you saw it over at Search Engine Land. I'm sure you did. Greg Sterling had published a piece, but it's, it's based on data. 38% of shoppers are starting at Amazon, 35 at Google. Now, to me, this is telling me the most lucrative terms that exist are the terms that people want to buy. I mean, okay, let's let's take method low mania. Like, okay, let's take legal terms out of it. But on mass, when I'm looking at what kind of queries would I be most prone to bid on, um, you know, I product, right? Like you just, people are looking to purchase something. I actually just this morning before reading this had run my queries and I was looking for some ink cartridges. I did not go to Google. I went to Amazon um, because you have the rate, the exact reason that they're now, that they're dominating according to this survey um, and, and the 38%, the reason they're dominating is, you know, you're going to get great pricing. You're not going to have to dig very hard for it and you're getting reviews. Um, of both the seller and the product. So, and that's exactly why I went there. Um, and so this is not gonna bode well for Google long-term if people with money who wanna spend it are going to Amazon and not Google. Well, similarly, it won't bode well for uh, retailers, distributors, importers, exporters, or a little happy community I tend to call the SEO industry. <laughs> now, an interesting thing happened. Well, uh, well, uh, Shoshana and I were in uh, in Victoria last week. We had a meeting with a uh, with a company that uh, remarkets information. And I'm not, I, I don't want to say too much about this company for fear of giving away you know the business model who it is before we've actually written the proposal for them. Um, that remarkets. Amazon services and products with its own skin on it, okay? And walking into that meeting, it occurred to me that this is, you know, this is the way of the future. This is where the online retail marketplace is going. And I see our industry stratifying yet further to, you know, we're we're going to, if you you want to remain being an SEO, a pure SEO, you're going to have to learn with uh, people's online stores and environments like eBay and Amazon. And that's where I think um, a lot of our new actions are going to be coming from. You know what? I, I, I tend to completely agree. I know I'm getting a messaging coming in from, from Brasco going, there's a little bit of feedback, so our listeners might be hearing a bit of feedback. So I'm going to take us out for just a second. But, Jim, I think that's a great segue. And I think when we come back, I would love to dig into what is the new order of SEO. Um, what are we going to be heading into? What is our role changing and how do we prepare for it? But first, we're going to be paying some bills here. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, joined as always by Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media on Webcology on Cranberry FM. Back in just a couple minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. 
Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 6th of June, 2016. We're back from underwater. This is Jim Hedger. Here's always meeting and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, before, before, we, uh, before we cut to break and, and, and went to the submarine races and all... Um, we were talking about, you know, sort of like the what the future looks like in the retail web. Um, and by the, by the way, uh, retail web TM, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think? think this is I a mean, question we all I, need to be asking ourselves. Like, not just even moving, uh, you know, outside of retail. I mean, you you've been at this rodeo long enough. I think a lot of our listeners have too, right? I mean, you've been in the industry what Jim, going on. It's got to be 15, 20 years at this point. Um, yeah. there's, there's been a lot of changes over time, but I think we're at a real crux point here right now where we're, things are about to change dramatically. They're already, the writing's on the wall, and they are changing dramatically every day. So what do we do? What is marketing about to become? Is there a spot for organic? Of course there is, but what is that spot for organic? 
I mean, we know, and this is tongue in cheek, we know that technical SEO is irrelevant at this point. Please, <laughs> to our listeners, that's an inside-ish joke in the industry and don't. <laughs> I, I need to correct that really fast. Uh, yeah, no, we will get to that really later. Important. Probably in our last segment <laughs> when we're allowed to swear and stuff. <laughs> um, so what are, what are your thoughts? Like, okay, let's just look, let's look just right now at retail, right? Because that, yeah, well, that is a, an important area and... and you know, so now we're seeing, hey, that's moving over to Amazon. Now, do we chase that? Do we start to treat Amazon as if it's its own, um, you know, search engine of sorts? Um, well, it would, it would appear that Amazon users are. To, um, to go with to go with uh, Greg's article, uh, Greg Sterling's article, thirty-eight uh, percent of uh, internet users are going to Amazon to look for products or services before going to Google, but. When they go to Amazon, and you did the same thing with your ink cartridges today, did you know exactly where you were getting your ink cartridges or from whom you were getting them? Or were you presented with it with, you know, options when you when you decided to look for ink cartridges? I was given a few options, right? Anybody who goes to Amazon regularly on the, you know, you sort of see the you know, new and different users and you can get them from Amazon or you can get them from, you know, some of these sort of resellers through Amazon or, or whatnot. Um, you know, at the end of the day do we really care? Like, did, did I really care? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, but, but as okay, an SEO, what I'm thinking about is well there's uh, the several competing... Well I don't know who they are, uh, but they're well-rated, so there we are. Well, as an SEO, I've got to be thinking that there's several competing businesses that are trying to sell you ink cartridges, mm-hmm. and they're working within a system, in this case Amazon, um, to you know, try to out-compete each other. And one of the ways you outcompete your competition is by providing information in a way that the system you're selling through, the platform you're selling over, can best read, disseminate, and share with its users. So mm-hmm. if you think about like Amazon or eBay as search tools, then there must be a way to have a more perfect Amazon store. More equal than the others. Well, you know, not everyone's going to get the syntax right. Not everybody's going to use the same range of description. Uh, Heck, not everyone's going to have exactly the same range of products. There's always a way to differentiate. And in that differentiation, um, and I I don't make zero claims to understanding how um, Amazon or eBay's algorithms work. I haven't spent a, a third of a lifetime studying them like I have Google, but you can bet I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna start. <laughs> yeah, well, let's say, I mean, I think it has to be on everybody's radar. Things like that, like depending on your niche or, or who your clients are, will, will depend on what you're looking at there. Um, one of the things I really love about it, and we're seeing a lot more of this across the board, um, you know, in, in, in different areas. I mean, there's people that don't go to Google to find the restaurant in their city. I don't. I go straight to Foursquare Yelp. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's just me. I mean, there's, there's a variety of different sites and, and, and apps that you can, you can use to find it. Those are my two defaults. But what I love is I have spent, and I did, I just like a couple hours ago, spent more on a cartridge than exactly the same product, like exactly the same product, or, or at least, you know, on, on the surface, exactly the same product uh, because of the reviews on the person who was selling it or, or the company that was selling it. So to me, that's what I'm really loving about this, this next generation. Part of the competitive advantage 
is going to be based on how good are you as a company. And that's what I relied on. I went, you know what, I'm willing to spend an extra couple bucks because this guy's rated at 4.8 out of 5. <laughs> that's great. And this one is not. He's, you know, the, another com- competitor, a, a seemingly the exact same product, um, but was rated at 3.8. I'm like, well, it's still a fine rating, but I'm going to go with the one that, you know, I can read the reviews and go, hey, it arrived fast on time and last, you know, the cartridges are lasting a long time. Great. Um, so I think that's really going to be one of the new battlegrounds um, that's really, really exciting. Isn't just on, because the, the concern when we start to hit Amazon, to me anyway, is it's going to be like hosting. It's a race to zero, right? Like just the faster you can get, you know, jam that price down, um, that leaves nothing left um, for, 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 you know, for new people entering the market or for competition or even for my clients to, to leave a little meat on the bone so that they can eat too. Um, but now when, when you take that factor into account, um, you know, and go, okay, part of this decision-making process is being based on how good you are as a company. It leaves room for people who are just good ethical business people um, to, to profit and actually charge a little more for what it costs to be good. You know, I was going to get into a, uh, an, an, an imperfect analogy involving um, storefronts and window dressers. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll sort of go there, but I, I, I need to add a corollary just based, on, based on, on exactly what you said, Dave. Like, you know, um, I live in a really big city. Okay? I, live, I live in a massive city, mm-hmm. and there are, you know, big old department stores, old school department stores still dominate the downtown landscape and each of them hires window dressers to you know make the outside of their store look more compelling than their neighbor's store right so when you think about like like on the web that's the aesthetics and user experience of a of a, uh, a website it's just a more pleasant easier to get through when you first look at it you know i like this store better than that store where they you know they're ranked three or four on top of each other but then it's the web. Aesthetics are one thing, but interacting with real-world expectation is a total other thing. And like you said, Dave, if the merchant can get you a better product, cheaper and faster than their neighbor can, they're the one who will and, and should win. Right. Now, unless their uh, bad business unless, practices are what yields that, right? If you're filling your cartridge half full instead of completely full and that's where these differentiators come in where it can look the same on the surface and that was the case one person was like mine ran out like they'd only filled them half full and there was a few of those and i'm like well there we are right like that's how that's being done you're able to undercut um, but you're not being ethical and now that's that's out there Um, and it's very clear that no it looks like the same product it's packaged the same it has the same stamps on it but it's not the same product well, and, this, this um, and that's, I think, where where we're starting to see that user impact on things. And, and you know, great, that's going to be the great equalizer um, as we head in, rather than just going, oh, well, you know, like like oil companies, right? And, and you know, gas company, you know, well, it's now, and sorry for, I, I don't know what this is, you know, what the average price is per gallon, but right now, every gas station in my city is a dollar, you know, dollar uh, 13.9 a liter right like that's what they charge for gas and they all charge the same and that's what we would end up see happen on amazon where 
that ink cartridge pack, everybody's going to end up charging $27.49 because that's the bottom price that can be done to actually still make money. And the person that's closest to you is going to win because the shipping's cheaper, right? Like that's what it would end up being. Um, but you add in um, the capacity to have user feedback impact um, people's decision making. And you know that is going to start impacting algorithms. I mean, it already does, but. Um, that that user behavior will start to impact even what displays um, as the competition gets fiercer and fiercer. And, uh, and, and I think to me as, as a user and as a purchaser, um, I, I much prefer it. Amazon has a way better handle on that right now than Google and deserves to be winning um, the e-commerce um, game right now and, and the retail um, you know, product searches right now because they're doing a really, really good job at it. Yeah, I, I just might add, you know, thinking thinking of the uh, you know the Brexit and the anger that people have in uh, in society right now of being quote unquote left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, friends, if like you know you're ordering, and I don't say you shouldn't be ordering from Amazon, but if you are ordering from Amazon exclusively and not supporting your local merchants, five years from now, please don't complain that you can't find a job. Because you've bought yourself out of one for easy convenience. Yep. Um, I just had to mention that because I know this is coming and people are going to be very angry and they're going to blame politicians who didn't tell them to shop at Amazon or eBay or whatever. And they're going to blame everybody else, but they're not going to actually figure it out. If you don't circulate money in your community, the money leaves your community and probably doesn't come back. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. I can't help you myself. Know it, it, it's a really good point. It's one of my – I mean, I, I shop at Amazon. Obviously, I did just this morning because I needed some cartridges ordered in um, You know, and, and did exactly that. But one of my pet peeves and, – and please don't ever do this for our, for our listeners. A, there's two of them that I hate. One of them, I hate ad blockers. Um, and, and we've talked about this before. And it's, it's for the same yeah. reason. This is a publisher. They need to earn revenue. Turn off your ad blockers or don't visit the site. Um, and B is going into stores, looking at products, wasting their salespeople's time, and then going to Amazon, <laughs> like, which, which I see happen, right? I, I see those people scanning Amazon on their app while they're in a store and they've gone to the store so that they can touch and feel and, and see this, you know, television or whatnot. And then they're getting it $20 cheaper when it costs money to put it on the shelf. So you, you hit the nail on the head there on a, on a variety of things. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm as, as bad as the next person for you know, shopping on Amazon for the convenience of it when I just need to make cartridges ordered in. But um, you're right. I mean, we head to this and, and we'll be the ones complaining about it. Okay. A <laughs> little bit of bad news for listeners. Actually, quite a bit of bad news. If you're a fan of futurist Alvin Toffler, outside of the computer industry itself, Alvin Toffler, who, who died this morning at... Uh, at age 87, Alvin, Alvin Toffler was one of those authors who actually not only predicted where we would be today, but through those predictions made actually back in the, in the starting in the 19, early 1970s in uh, his, his first book, Future Shock, so heavily influenced people like Steve Case and Steve Jobs that it could well be said that uh, Mr. Toffler's writings helped produce the philosophy behind many of the products we use today. He died earlier this morning. Um, one of those one of those passings that really should be noted. Yeah. 
I mean, I, you, you got to stop doing that to me, Jim. Just throwing those ones at me. Like, <laughs> Mitch, I know you must have just found out about it. It's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, there's nothing I can say. Uh, note to all celebrities, please refrain from dying any between the, anywhere between the hours of 1 and 3 on a Thursday afternoon, please. Yes, exactly. Thank um, you. That's appreciated. <laughs> a quote I would like to read just to punctuate the kind of fella that Mr. Toffler was, and I think this, is, this was written in 1970, okay? Mm-hmm. Check this out. The illiterate of the 21st century will be those who, I'm sorry, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but will be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. That that pretty much nails it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Uh, What else do we have happening in the world? Uh, All right. I've got something for us here. Yep. Um, and I, I won't throw a um, – the Google offices uh, this morning in Spain um, have been raided. <laughs> I, know. I know we need to go for break soon, but um, Spanish authorities raided Google's offices over, of course, same thing that the entire – uh, basically every country in Europe is raiding them over right now, taxes. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it's, – it's getting real, folks. <laughs> they're, they're going after them at all angles. I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this plays out. Um, you know, once they're – like, at this point, we're getting offices raided and stuff, but we're not actually hearing what the settlements are at the end of the day. Um, that's going to be very, very interesting. And, yeah, that just happened this morning. Um, another country. Um, going I'm, in I'm there, going. You can't be the, operating uh, the like Spanish that. police, or or any 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 police force, um, will be able to figure out exactly what Google might own any given jurisdiction based on their on their revenues, because um, you know, and uh, what did Google Google Spain actually earn in Spain? We're having an interesting conversation in in the province I live in about who we charge taxes to, because um, we're about to you know we're about to have to charge taxes start charging taxes to all of our clients. But currently, I don't have to charge uh, a federal tax to my American clients because they won't they won't benefit from the, that tax in the first place, right? Right. That's about to be introduced. Where I'm, you know, sorry, friends, uh, prices are going up, but you're still getting a discount on the Canadian dollar. Um, because our government is, you know, looking for other means of of, of uh, bringing in taxes without raising income tax. So I'm left looking at our books going, well, the sale was made in Ontario, but the service was actually provided, say, either in Quebec or, you know, perhaps in Europe or um, perhaps in, in, in Asia. And the client is in partially in America and partially in uh, Germany. So who am I charging taxes on what service to where, to whom? How does the Spanish police figure this out? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. One thing I am liking, and I know we got to go to go to break here in a second, but one thing that I am liking about it, and I do hope it sets a precedent, and I hope that those of us over here in North America actually kind of take a look at the way these things are going to turn out as I as I think they are. It's not that they're going after inordinate amounts of money on how much is generated. What they're basically trying to get at is, if you earn revenue in my country, (laughs) then you have to pay that revenue 
to my country. You can't go burying it in hidden places that have zero taxes and stuff like that. That's basically what they're going after. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, do I think that's fair? Sure I do, right? Like you're pulling it out. But it's interestingly, because you're talking about the Canadian changes in, in Canadian tax law there, I actually have a problem with it in that angle. You're already taxing me as a corporation for bringing that in. Um, I don't think it's actually right that we should have to charge our clients taxes for something that they will never benefit from. You're taxing me as a corporation, then you're taxing me as an individual. That's how you're getting your, your money out of this. And hey, what government shouldn't want sort of foreign money brought in <laughs> from wherever it's from, anywhere outside your country, bringing that money in, and then it's money that now exists in the economy and is now being taxed um, where it didn't exist before. Um, I, I have problems with that, but anyway, that's who doesn't have problems with changes in their country's tax law. They never seem to go down. Well, note to Justin Trudeau, Dave and I are bringing in American dollars. Come on, give us a break, man. They're worth a lot of money. <laughs> okay. On that, it's, it's a good time. We, we really do got to take a break here on Webcology on cranberry.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media on the... 30th of June 2016. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money studies show that companies waste 25 percent of their ppc spend on average the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your adwords account a lean mean converting machine whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level we have a class for you Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome to Web Culture here on Cranberry.fm. Or welcome back to Web Culture on Cranberry.fm, 30th of June, 2016. Enjoy summer while you got it. And if you do enjoy summer the way I do, Dave, then you've had this experience happen to you. You know when you go golfing with like, you know, a digerati buddy you haven't seen for a while and, and he or she brings like a friend along and you're all excited because you get to get to meet another webmaster who does really cool stuff out there and you find out that they're one of those people who like, you know, put up like those lists of phone numbers, like phone directories so that they can get some ad revenue. You ever have that happen to you? You know what? You actually lost me at, you know, when you go golfing, you kind of <laughs> lost me there. <laughs> But I understand the meetings that you're talking about. I think we've all all encountered them. Well, um, and I think I know where you're going, but I'll let you take us down that path. There is, for all you golfers and meeting enthusiasts out there, there is one group of uh, spammy webmaster. You can now scratch off your I never want to go golfing list with list. And that's the spammy webmaster who publishes lyrics. Song lyrics, which was an incredibly, amazingly lucrative business to get into. But the only way you made money was by, you know, putting up a whole bunch of ads or, you know, helping some serious scammer inflict malware on somebody else's website. So, you know, you know you've had this happen before, right? You, you, you want to see what the lyric was in your favorite chipmunk song? Yeah. I know. I, I know. I always Who do. doesn't? Indeed. They sing so fast and high, you just can't tell, right? Um, and then you get this, this, this page, and, and, and uh, suddenly your computer is, like, you know, fritzing out or um, speaking in Cyrillic to you. Google has pretty much just canned these people because now when you type in, um, say you want the lyrics for Freebird because you're hanging out with Joe Biden... And he quotes that song all the time. Um, Google will give them to you straight in your search result instead of giving you a series of pages to choose from that might infect you with something awful. Hey, that's nice. <laughs> it is, unless, of course, you're one of those people who makes money creating pages that infect other people with something awful, in which case, your SOL friend, go get a real job. <laughs> yes. I'm having fun uh, today. I, I, it's a great move. It's part of a licensing deal. They're actually going to be giving money um, to the publishers uh, yeah. and, and the artists that actually recorded this. So I, I think, you know, obviously I think it's a great, a great thing, right? Like giving this money to the good. actual artists that created the work. I think that's yeah, this totally is a fine. Good thing. Um, good. One thing I have a problem with in this, of course, though, is the artists that are going to be most searched right now, um, suck <laughs> so the people that are going to profit the most from this switch um, are creating music i'm looking at you bieber um that uh, really i i don't know should be paid for to begin with but anyway <laughs> that's that's just me and my these kids it's all just noise uh sort of aging uh no, of, of, of musical tastes it is cool to see another uh stream of revenue going to uh to creative artists, um, one of the casualties of the digital revolution has been uh, a system under which artists get paid well for their work. So good on Google. You're cutting out some of the scammers and getting some money back to some of the artists, even if many of them do suck because they're standing on my freaking lawn. 
<laughs> okay. So, there was a summit that was held in uh, Chicago just a little while ago. Um, the wonderful folks at Search Engine Journal. I mean, this is... I, mean, I love these guys. Lauren, congrats. Lauren and team, congratulations. Like, you've built and built well. And uh, mm-hmm. now they're holding expert conferences. I think they got like four or five of them happening a year. Gary Ease, Webmaster Trends Analyst at Google and uh, favorite three-piece suit-wearing speaker... Announced at uh, at the SEJ Summit in Chicago that, as much as they're telling you to use it, Accelerated Mobile Pages, AMP, is not a ranking factor currently. It might be in the future, but it isn't right now. Um, but it still speeds stuff up and gives you, a, you know, a chance to control your, your advertising on your page in a, in a much faster environment. What, what, what do you think? Have you got any, have you got any clients that, are, that have made the, ju- the jump over to AMP, Dave? Uh, yes, but not properly. But, I mean, I, you know what? I shouldn't say not properly. Not the type of people that would be dramatically impacted, not major, major publishing houses or, or something like that. Um, but one of the things I always find curious when we're talking about an issue like this, and we're listening to somebody like Gary or, you know, I mean, even even like Matt in his day, when they're talking about issues like this is we're looking at one very specific thing and they are probably telling us the truth. Well, I I can virtually guarantee you'll be telling us the truth in this case, right? Where he comes out and goes, it's not a ranking factor. For our listeners who aren't used to listening to Google reps, (laughs) what that means is when they're writing the algorithm, they don't have like a plus one, I'm going to use one of their own terms, on a it's in AMP, right? That's essentially what he's saying. There isn't a specific component of their algorithm that will reward you. But, however, (laughs) and it's a big but, is there are other incidental ranking factors that do come into play. And I I think to say that it isn't a ranking factor at all can be misleading. Technically correct, and they do this all the time. Technically correct, perhaps. But when we look at things like stickiness, on-site time, user experience as metrics, right, where we go, hey, if I click through and it takes forever for this page to load and I bounce back, how long, how often is that page going to be appearing? On mobile, if it's taking 20 seconds to load, it won't. So if I have this experience and a faster user experience is the stickiness of my site, am I going to be sending signals back to Google that, hey, when people click through to this, they're not back three seconds later, right? They're actually there for for a good chunk of time. Um, You know, I I think the incidental factors coming in, is the user more likely to click something from that domain next time, knowing that it's fast? Of course they are. So I think these secondary factors are coming into play as ranking factors if you have things like AMP and, and just anything that speeds up and makes for a better user experience. So well, you not, know, not, it's, it's to say I think he's technically right, but I think he's incorrect in if you're going to interpret it as saying it has no ranking impact to make these switches for the users. I think that's incorrect on his part. Well, and in fact, there is an impact in the search engine result pages. Uh, on the SERPs, in mobile SERPs, there's uh, under certain conditions, there's something called the AMP carousel, in which um, AMP sites will you know, they'll be above what turn out to be in in, in, in mobile search results the, the ten blue links. Carolyn Shelby, 
the fabulous Seashell, uh, former Webmaster Radio uh, show host and uh, CEO of Tronk Incorporated, says that she's seen an, an increase in mobile views by implementing app because stories from her publications tend to end up in the AMP carousel. They're seen first by the search user. And, you know, it's not an algorithmic effect. It's just the way that uh, mobile search results are currently displayed on a mobile SERP. You know, rank, right. that's not a ranking factor, but it's most certainly a visibility factor. Right. Which, I mean, in layperson's terms, because we are, we're talking about a technical area of things, right? Like where we're getting into technicalities. But from a layperson's perspective, when you're going, hey, who's higher up on the page? That's really what you're asking. How well do I rank is actually a question of how high up on a page am I and how visible am I to a searcher? Um, very, very clearly. And, and I hadn't actually read her you know, evaluation there, um, but it's spot on and it makes perfect sense. And Functionally speaking, is it a ranking factor in that specific set? Yeah, sure it is. It put you right up to the top. It put you a, like a, a little above position one. <laughs> That's a ranking factor. Yeah. Okay, we got time for one more, then we got to get going. I love this headline, Search Engine Roundtable today. And just headline as written reads, 25,000 Google engineers commit 16,000 code changes per day. What do you need 25,000 people? I mean, like, seriously, that's a lot of code changes for every one of them to be doing, eh? 25,000 <laughs> Google engineers commit 16,000 code changes per day. I haven't done the multiplier on that, but that's a hell of a lot of changes. Yes. I don't think well, that's I, You know what? I, I wonder how that's worded, actually, like how what they're actually meaning by that. So is it all 25,000 are doing 16,000, which I think would be a, a huge, huge number of, of total changes, or is it that 25,000 people are responsible for a sum total of 16,000 changes? I think it's um, the latter, not the former. Yeah, uh, according but it would be funner the, the other way. I'm looking at, in 2014, 15 million lines of code were changed, and, it, and over about 250,000 files in the Google repository. Um, but that was done by their 25,000 engineers. They did, you know, it's just incredible. Oh, you know what? On an average workday, those 25,000 developers commit over 16,000 changes or code commits per workday. That's, that's, that's amazing. That is dramatic. And these are things that could potentially be in, in, improve or impacting your rankings. Something that I always find funny, and it's true in any large organization, is somebody there is programming right now stuff into the algorithm. You have 25,000, and you know one of them is the least capable of <laughs> all 25,000. And right now, that person is committing code changes. <laughs> so we'll see how this all goes. Nah, they're just going to make him a spokesperson. <laughs> Okay, on that, we just got fired. Um, no, on that, we got to go. It's the end of the hour. It's the beginning of the long weekend if you're in Canada and the uh, almost beginning of the long weekend if you're in America. And if you're really good at it, it's the beginning of the long weekend no matter where you are. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm on the 30th of June, 2016. Stick around, friends. There's amazing content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week.
the opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 